Host note, Sheldon Mennery, the godfather of Commander, recently passed prior to the release of this podcast episode. Sheldon was a trailblazer in the Magic community, helping to shape the Judge program from its earliest days and serving as a level 5 competitive Magic Judge until retiring from the program in 2011. He was a prolific writer, a content creator, and he shared his insights and expertise through articles, videos, and podcasts, and he was one of the people responsible for the creation and proliferation of Magic's most popular format. Sheldon left a mark on the Magic community that few will ever really be able to match, and he will be missed. You're listening to the Manverse Podcast with your host, Tom Traflin, and this is session number 136. Welcome to the Manverse Podcast. I'm your host, Tom Traplin, and this is the podcast where we explore what it takes to build a successful, friendly local game store. If you like what you hear on today's episode, make sure you subscribe to the podcast on whatever fine platform you're listening on. And if you listen to this on YouTube, hit the like and subscribe button and leave a comment letting us know your thoughts. As always, you can find the notes and links mentioned in today's episode at ManiverseSaga.com. Today we're talking with Adam Gersten from LFG Nexus, and we're talking Commander. Commander and EDH players have become arguably the most influential group within the Magic community, but one of the challenges has always been in organizing events for them. The Spirit of Commander is fundamentally casual and group-based, which has presented some difficulties in running organized play programs in stores. Adam is hoping to solve that problem with the Commander Nexus, the latest project from the LFG Nexus team. Find out how the Commander Nexus platform makes running events simple and easy for both store owners and players, and why you should focus on making Commander a permanent feature in your game store. You can check out the full walkthrough video by going to manaversaga.com forward slash MVP136 and become a backer to the Kickstarter project by going to manaversaga.com forward slash Nexus. Welcome to the Manaverse Podcast, Adam from LFG Nexus. How are you today? Uh, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, What's it like down there in the southern end of the states right now? Sure. So uh, actually, I just moved to Orlando. Um, I moved here about three or four months ago from Atlanta. Uh, I'm a big, I love Disney, like, and so I bought an annual pass. And now it's funny because, like, I spent all this money and I, like, never go. It's <laughs> kind of weird. Well, you're living the busy life of an entrepreneur, right? That's uh, exactly. So it makes it so much that's easier to go. Yeah, for sure. All right. So before we, like, jump into Commander Nexus and Commander in general and start talking about uh, some of the cool stuff that you got going on, uh, Let's do a little bit of an introduction. So for anyone who, you know, maybe hasn't uh, heard from you from the summit or hasn't interacted with LFG Nexus before, you give us some backstory. What is the LFG Nexus all about? Sure. Uh, so we are a social media platform built for all types of gamers. Uh, everyone from board gamers and collectible card games all the way through LARPing, mobile games, video games, VR uh, everything. Our goal is to create, um, uh, is to use our platform as a community uh, for all the gamers that are out there. Uh, one of the benefits of that is that there's a lot of cross-pollination that happens. So people might not be aware of LARPing or aware of different types of games and now they could get, um, you know, they could get to see it. They could learn more about it and then they could dive deeper down the hole if they choose to. Um, so we're cool. trying to build this all-in-one sort of thing for the gamers because we find that most gamers don't stick to just one genre. Um, there's a lot of people that are into tabletop role-playing games as well as video games. Maybe they're into cosplay and anime or comics. 
um, even like 3D printing, stuff like that. And people are just into all these different things. And so we're trying to be that place where they could go to to find other people that like those things as well. Cool. Making something that allows for some cross-pollination, some sharing of the, you know, the the hobbies and lifestyles that we all enjoy. Exactly. Making a platform that makes that easier. Right. I mean, there are, you know, one or two platforms out there that are just for, like, you know, just tabletop role-playing games or just for video games. And, you know, to me, it just didn't make sense because so many people are into just such a, just a, you know, just they're all over the place. And so we figured if we kind of catered to everybody, then uh, that could bring a lot more people into the platform. And from there, we could help them get to the different areas that they need to go to. For sure. No, that sounds really cool. So what was the inspiration for this thing? When did this start up? Why did you go down this road? So this started about up about five years ago. And to be honest, this was a completely different idea. Um, it started off first as we were trying to do uh, like catering, uh, doing big D&D events. Um, or like basically uh, being professional like dungeon masters, um, me and some of the people I was working with. And uh, it just iterated. Uh, we, we couldn't really find the way that we were looking to do things um, properly with that. And so uh, we decided that uh, it was change, time for a change of pace. Uh, some of the people that I was working with, they, they kind of left and moved on to other things. But um, I realized that there's not one place that gamers can go to that like didn't have all sorts of crazy noise and other stuff going on, like in terms of like the, the big social media platforms out there. And so I was like, you know what, I want a place where I could just go to and talk about games and not get into the you know, everyday life sort of thing. Um, and so I was like, you know what, I'm going to build this. So we did. So LFG, of course, stands for looking for a game, could be looking for a group, looking for a game master, looking for get together. And Nexus is, you know, just trying to pull everybody together. So we just felt like there needs to be a place for, for gamers. Cool. I like the acronym. I, yeah, LFG really fits, uh, fits the gaming lifestyle really well, which so I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah. So you've been working on this for a long, for several years now, building this up and, and expanding and growing. What is happening right now? What's the super exciting thing that you've got coming up in the next uh, few weeks? Let's say. Sure. So we actually have two things that are actually pretty big. Um, the one that I really wanted to focus, or I'll tell you about the, the other thing I wasn't really focusing on, but it's still really big. Um, if you guys are familiar with a company called uh, Best Coast Pairings, uh, they run a lot of tournaments using their software. Um, so a lot of, they do they do about 70-ish plus games, but um, a lot of people know them through running different games, workshop games, as well as Pokemon. There isn't very much magic on there, um, but all types of games. So they're basically their software platform. And we've actually, uh, we're working with them and we're gonna be pulling all of their tournament onto our platform. So currently they have about 400,000 uh, subscribers that use their platform and those subscribers create 8,000 tournaments a month from local game stores, just like you guys. So a lot of, you know, people that might be listening to this probably already use Best Coast Parents. What's going to happen now is that all of those tournaments are also going to show up on LG Nexus. So we're going to try and help blow up uh, all those tournaments um, so that more people can find them get more involved. Again, our goal is, you know, we're trying to take this to the next level. Um, so that is about to, like, the API is almost done. So that should be happening, hopefully, within the next month or so. Um, the big thing, though, that we're doing is we have now created this thing called the Combiner Nexus. So 
uh, one of our influencers is a gentleman by the name of Sheldon Mennery. He's the guy that created uh, Commander, um, or he, he originally called it uh, Elder Dragon Highlander. Um, so Commander is EDH. Yeah, so you know, commanders, it's tough to run as an event because you need like four player pods and then trying to keep track of who's played against each other and moving through. I, I know they're not tournaments, um, but like moving through the different rounds and stuff like that. And it's just a nightmare. And a lot of stores don't run it because it is so time intensive and, and it's such, such an issue. What we've done is we've created a way to run commander much simpler. So it's all automated. Uh, and we'll be through the LG Nexus platform. Now, we're not done with everything. Um, we're in a good spot, and that's why we're doing this Kickstarter. We're trying to, uh, you know, development's extremely expensive. And so we want to add this onto our platform. It's another thing that we're offering uh, to people that use LG Nexus. Um, so that's really what we're doing here. Uh, we've built this out, and, and I really think that the, the stores are going to get the greatest benefit out of it because instead of you can now run tournament or not tournament, you can run events, Events, um, yeah. much easier and bring all these new people into the store that maybe weren't familiar with what's going on or maybe you didn't run these didn't want to run these events because of just how much of a pain they are so we've made it easier um it's simple for people to log in and and um, create the event we also have it uh built in through stripe so we could take the money as well through that so we're trying to automate the whole process to make it simple for uh, for people that are running them. That sounds really cool. I really like the idea of making commander-centric events, not tournaments, more uh, functional and easier to run because that is a major struggle. That is a, like, commander is a really unique format in that sense, and it's one of the really, like, native multiplayer formats for Magic, right? Magic is historically a one-on-one -on -one kind of game. That's the way it was designed. But that doesn't mean that it doesn't function well as a multiplayer format. It's just the way that tournament organization software has been built in the past didn't really didn't really go down that road, right? It wasn't really made for that sort of sort of thing. So, up until I guess relatively recently, or sometime in the near future, uh, you kind of had to, like you said, just sort of pen and paper it and try and manage it, you know, ad hoc with in-person pairings and just saying, okay, have you played this person yet? Okay, you go sit at that table. You, you, you know, trying to make make it so that everyone has a good experience was challenging. Bringing software into the equation makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And so, you know, and it's not just, you know, for stores, although stores, I think is really going to be our focus. Um, it's, you know, also for other larger events, like, you know, Gen Con's going on this weekend. So I know that they've got like a commander zone, but, you know, they're, pro they're not using something like what we're offering, you know, because it's not really available. So they're, you know, our goal is to, to help, you know, again, mostly the stores, but again, the large format tournaments, make things run smoother. Um, again, we've got, you know, I was talking with um, one of our, uh, one of our, one of my friends and uh, he runs one of the stores up in Atlanta and he's getting 40 people to come out every week to play commander, which is great. Um, problem is, is that like, you know, he's got to put, you know, a bunch of hours into having his guy, you know, run this versus if he had a way to automate it, he's going to save time um, or he's going to save, you know, labor costs, uh, also, the benefit is that, you know, people will be able to see, you know, figure it out pretty quickly how to do things, how to move through the process, um, what we're looking at. It'll also have the clock involved as well. So you can set the, how long the round will be. We could set up different ways for them, uh, the players to automate, 
automatically put in their own um, victory points and wins and losses. And so a lot of it kind of gets pushed back onto the, to the user and it's going to just, you're not going to have the headache and you're also going to be able to bring in the additional people to your store that you might not have before because commander is the largest format for magic. There's about 40 million people that play magic from my understanding. So we think that this could really uh, benefit um, the stores and give the players more of a community. Um, I know there's a lot of people that play at home or they don't play with like a full four person pod. Yep. And that's the benefit of our software is our goal is to try to match people and, and you could change it. You know, when you create the event, you can um, distinctly say that we want people to first get paired at tables uh, where they haven't played against people before. And, or you could go by victory points or by wins or, or you know, you have a few options, but the intent usually is to get people to meet each other and to start kind of creating relationships and, play those new people otherwise if you're keep playing the same person they don't even really need to come to the store anymore and we want yeah. them to come to the store yeah and i think when it comes to commander events and i, I want to jump into i want to do some of the walkthrough show me some of how the back end stuff works we'll do the, the whole screen sharing thing like we talked about before i would i do want to jump into that and see what the details look like but when it comes to commander it's really a casual first format because there there are certainly a whole lot of commander players who have a ridiculously powerful commander deck. Like, uh, that's you know definitely going to be the case. But most people approach the format, most people come into the store, and if they've got like a whole bunch of commander decks, they're not looking necessarily to crush their opponent as quickly as possible. They're looking for fun. And they're looking for, you know, hopefully maybe to meet some new people, make some new friends, have a good time, right? It's It's not about being the best or being the fastest or, you know, that kind of thing. Whereas other magic formats that's kind of the that's the mindset a lot of players have going in right you go to your fnm or you go to like a, a qualifying event or something else you're coming in with the the attitude of i'm gonna i've been practicing i've developed my deck i've tweaked it i've built a cyborg i've put all all kinds of hours and time and money into making this thing as good and as uh, the best that it can be because i want to win i want that you know first place prize i want whatever that happens to be i want to be at, on top right which doesn't necessarily create that environment that makes it so that you can meet those people. So it's a very different approach when, when players come into the store looking for commander games and looking for people to play. And the idea of having a system that helps facilitate that, like not, like not just on the power level thing, but like the idea of making it so that you can create an event that is strictly for, or that's not strictly, explicitly for, meeting new people like the idea of saying come in and let's let's meet new people in the community let's build a commander community that's what we're doing here and it's going to be fun while we're at it and you're not going to run into those issues of you know awkwardly having to ask somebody you've never met before to maybe i can i sit down at your table can i play and and then also the question is like well what commander style are you expecting to play right because that's a that's an open question you could be the kind of person uh, you know, assuming we're hypothetically the players at the table and somebody comes in to ask to play in our pod or in our group, we don't know what kind of game they're going to be bringing to the table, right? They might, uh, their idea of fun could be very different from yours. But having it so that everyone's coming in, this is what we're going to do. The event is set up to be, uh, we're having fun. You know, maybe you've got commander loner decks or something like that for the players to to try out for the first time if they're completely brand new or what have you. Uh, but this, we're all aiming to kind of play for the same, we're, we're all playing with the same thing in mind, right? We're coming in, we just want to have a good time, we want to meet new people, 
We want to enjoy ourselves and maybe do something crazy with, you know, our ridiculous deck, you know, or whatever it happens to be, right? But it, the, the purpose is the same. And making that environment and facilitating it is, it's what makes Commander unique in the magic space, right? It's, it is a new way of playing the game. And a lot of stores, I don't think you have yet really taken advantage of it as a focus. I think part of that is because it's so difficult to run events for it. Um, I mean, I know that they've got commander decks out there that they sell and stuff like that. Um, I think that sometimes the owner of the store isn't engaged in, in certain games, and, and maybe this is or part of one of the formats, and this is why we can we can help. Um, uh, and I also think you hit on a really good point that you know a lot of times, like walking up to like a, a table of people saying like, "Hey, can I play?" Like that fear of rejection is like an issue, especially in our community. Um, and so, yeah. what we've looked at is also we have the ability to not just do events but leagues as well. Um, in fact, a lot of people call them icebreaker leagues, um, just so that like this is a way to just come in and actually meet people. The other thing is that um, by having these types of leagues, you know, you're going to consistently have people coming into the store. Um, and by make, getting people friendly with each other, your store now is that community, and it's hard to leave the community. And I think it also adds to this atmosphere of friendliness, right? Whereas Absolutely. if you have a whole sea of, you know, cutthroat competitive magic players, it creates a different sort of feel for the store. Whereas if you have a bunch of people just laughing and giggling about, you know, whatever craziness is happening on the table and everyone's just having a good time and they're, you know, potentially partaking in various beverages and snacks and what have you, depending on your business model, obviously uh, it's, it's a different feeling. Like if somebody were to, you know, walk into the store for the first time, there's very different experiences happening on either side. One of them is very much like, oh, well, this looks like everyone's having a great time. What's going on, right? Whereas the other one, everyone's seriously sitting there flipping their cards in their hand and, you know, focused. And it's a different, a different idea. They're going for something different. And one is less approachable than the other. So the more commander style atmosphere you can create, I think the the more effective it makes and uh, the more effectively it makes your store a welcoming space for new people, which is one of the major challenges of of game stores in general is getting a uh, is creating a store, creating a business that attracts new customers, not just the people who are invested and committed to the game. And that's you always have to have you know, new people coming in. So that's one of the things we're trying to do um, with the Commander Nexus, and of course the LG Nexus as well. Um, you can you know put your events on on our uh, map that we have, um, where people can find what's going on in their local area. Um, our goal is to make social media more social, anti-metaverse, where we want you to meet in person and create relationships and build communities. Um, that's actually a pretty good tagline. The anti-metaverse, I like that. Yeah. Well, it's it, it makes a lot of sense. Like, that's the one, one of the interesting and weird paradoxical, you know, situations that we're in right now is that the internet and COVID and the last couple of years have pushed people online. And, like, technology has gotten to the point where, you know, we can interact in the way that we're doing right now. We're, we're talking across several thousand miles of distance in live time. And we're doing it, you know, face to face in a sense, right? But it's not really the same as having a face to face conversation with somebody across the table. And social media has allowed us to connect, but also created this distance between a lot of people. And 
game stores, the strength, I would say, for a game store is creating that face-to-face connection that just cannot be replicated in any other space. It's like one of the truly unique elements of the business model in general compared to other things like even Starbucks, which is, you know, like uh, synonymous with the idea of the third space. It can't really facilitate the same way that a game store could because of the expectations that are built into the model of like coming in to play games, games that are inherently face to face, physical reality and creating those relationships, right? It's one of the one of the things that makes them makes the game store business so special. And I I really like the idea of taking okay, we got we got the technology, we got the social media, but let's bring it back into the real world and facilitate this face-to-face connection because I think that's one of the most important things in the world uh right now. Just like we're talking big broad stroke society stuff. Like I think that is vital for more empathy and compassion and friendship and all the good vibes that are kind of missing or have been missing for the past few years. That's what we were trying to bring to that table. Um, you know, and, and when I first created this, one of the things I, I really decided that was that I really did want to work and kind of pay back the store owners that, um, that I, you know, me growing up, you know, I'm, you know, a little bit older, you'd see the, <laughs> see the white, um, we, I didn't have the internet. Like for me to learn about what was going on at the, in the gaming industry, I had to go to a local store and talk to them, and um, you know find out what was going on. You know they recommended you know regular books, comic books, different games, and stuff like that. And well, I think that still takes place in stores that I've been to. Um, you know, a lot of people do go online and, and have reviews and stuff like that, which we do offer with LG Nexus. But um, you know, it's just that I wanted to really help out game store owners. Um, I see that sometimes there are other large companies that seem like they're you know getting a better discount than some of the game stores and i really kind of hate seeing that because we need these game stores to exist because that's they really bring in a majority of the new players into these gaming uh into the gaming lifestyle um regardless of whatever type of game they play oh yeah i agree let's if the i think i've said it no probably a dozen times over the course of the podcast but like if game stores were to disappear as just like every single one shuttered their doors, every single game store owner decided that they were just going to move on into something else and do something else. And that layer of the industry just vanished overnight. The games themselves, the products, the publishing, the manufacturers, all of this hobby lifestyle that we, that you know, becomes so much a part of our identity, it wouldn't necessarily disappear right away, but it would wither on the vine there would be a like a guarantee like it's going to it's going to disappear because without that layer without that pillar creating the community and creating the uh those friendships cuz like you ha- most say 99% of games you need someone else to play with like they're not video games right it's not like you're playing skyrim it's not like you're playing uh you know games on your computer where you can play alone that's an option for for most of these uh, video games Tabletop games require a community in order for them to thrive. And the way that they thrive is the game store level of the industry. Publishers aren't, aren't, uh, you know, facilitating that kind of a space. Manufacturers aren't doing anything in that regard. So if the stores are, if the stores suffer, if the stores, you know, start to decline, everybody loses. The whole industry eventually shrinks back to what it was like, I guess, pre game store 
you know, days, whenever that was, I guess, probably back in the sixties or seventies when that, like it just, it didn't exist. Right. As an, as a hobby, as a lifestyle and as a business model, it just wasn't really, wasn't really around, but I feel like they are the reason why games and tabletop games and uh, culture is what it is, is because of the existence of these small businesses that, that facilitate the space. And it's, it's crucial, right? Like I, uh, one of the sentiments that I see all the time is that uh, game stores complain or store owners complain about uh, people buying from, you know, places like Target and Walmart and then coming to play in the store. Fair enough, right? That's a definitely not a feel good kind of moment when somebody's not supporting your store. But one of the things that uh, they will hear is, hey, I can buy this cheaper at Amazon or I can buy it cheaper at Walmart or whatever. Uh, and while that may be true, can you play that game on Amazon, right? Can you go to the Amazon store and just hang out with your friends for three hours playing Dungeons and Dragons? That's not happening, right? That's never going to happen. So if you want that space, like <laughs> the trying to convey that message to the average uh, average gamer is that if you want the space, if you want that community to exist, you have to be willing to support it and, you know, be a patron of your preferred game store. Uh, but yeah, it's a, it's a vital part of this hobby that we all enjoy and we got to do what we can to support them. Right. Exactly. Uh, and that's again, one of the reasons why we built this out the way we did. In fact, we've got business pages um, so that uh, people could, um, you know, create their uh, business page, which allows you to put your events onto our calendar and all different types of things. Uh, that we offer through LFG Nexus. Um, while the Commander Nexus, what we're kind of, you know, kind of working on now is just a subset of what we're doing with LFG Nexus and uh, trying to work with the, the local game stores as much as possible. Um, again, without them, I wouldn't have gotten into it. And I think a lot of people as well um, wouldn't be here. Yeah, I agree. I certainly wouldn't have gone down the path that uh, that I've gone down in my life if it hadn't been for Deja Vu Games. Uh, throwback way back in the day uh <laughs> but without that space i wouldn't have met like my peer group my core group of friends that i grew up with i would never have been introduced to magic in in the in the way that it's you know become a part of my life i never have done the podcast like all of it kind of stems back from the fact that i've i had this experience and i had this place during my formative years so <laughs> yeah so much of that uh, i feel like almost everybody's got a story of some sort of a similar tale of how they grew up and how it influenced them and how it pushed them down this road. Hey, I, I like tools. I think so much of it is testing and experimentation. It's funny how many things that, uh, just as a business owner, how many things you're like, yeah, this sounds like a good idea. You know, like I, I think this would work really well. And then either you get the crickets because it's either, you know, the wrong time people aren't ready for it. Like there's a lot of things that, uh, can either be behind the times or just just they just don't click at the moment. And then there's things that, uh, you know, you think are like a throwaway free feature or a throwaway service. And that becomes the defining thing that everyone wanted and love you and loves you for it. So a lot of it's uh, a lot of it's just testing and experimentation. That's like I, there's so many things that you can do as a game store as well that uh, you have to try them out. You just have to see what events, what game systems, what things you can try with the. Uh, you know, the minimal amount of resources and time in order to really gauge whether or not it's a viable thing that you should pursue and really invest in. So, yeah, but I like the fact that you're, uh, you're open to feedback, right? So anyone that wants to say, Hey, like, 
I really like what you're doing, but I wish this feature was here. I wish this was a little bit easier or like something was a little bit smoother in this regard. Being open to yeah. feedback. Like you can't say that about Facebook. Facebook's yeah. going to do what Facebook's going to do. Yeah. Uh, I've actually even looked at creating like a Google form where uh, people could give us feedback um, just because, you know, we're here for the community. You know, we're, we're lifelong gamers. You know, I got started on my Atari 2600, you know, when I was like four, um, you know, and I started playing D&D at eight and all these other games. And, you know, I played a lot of magic in, in high school and stuff like that. Um, unfortunately, <laughs> uh, I, I sold my cards way too soon. And um, every time I go to a game store, I get so upset. I had like 12 different dual lands in my deck. And anyway, um, but uh, yeah, so I mean, our, our goal is we're here to cater all types of gamers, regardless of, you know, um, what floats your boat. We just want to, you know, have a community for us where we can talk about the things that we're into without getting into all the politics and noise and stuff like that that you're going to find in other places. Um, that's that's the, that's the intent and goal behind LG Nexus. And we realize that, you know, working with the, the local game stores is, you know, not only necessary, but we want to do it. Uh, we want to help out the people that, you know, are, are building these stores and our other entrepreneurs and, you know, anything we can do to help. We know that some of these bigger companies give discounts to other places that don't seem quite as fair. And so we're here for you. Wonderful. I was going to ask, what, what, are, what are some closing thoughts? What are some things that you want to convey? Some really important messages that you want to convey to the mm -hmm. audience of, of game stores who are listening. And I think it's a really, uh, yeah, just, you know, really hey, good we're, thing. we're here to help. Um, one of the things we are also looking into is, um, I know that there's a lot of D&D uh, &D Adventures League or Pathfinder Society. I think Shadowrun's coming up with a, a group as well. Um, we're trying to talk with them. Uh, we met a few people from them, uh, from there at uh, um, Gamma. And so, like, if you have people that run something, you know, we're looking at, you know, giving a free option to having, like, a, a modified business page. Uh, I know a lot of people are using Meetup, um, but we, we, we want to try and pull them into the system and try to keep it, um, you know, all in one. So if you guys have someone that's already doing that, please, uh, you know, reach out to me. Um, it's just info at lfgnexus.com. Perfect. That's exactly what my follow-up question was going to be. How do people reach out to you? So info at lfgnexus.com. Yeah. If you want to see a little bit more about LFG Nexus and you want to sign up, you can go to lfgnexus.com as well. Uh, and also, the link to the Kickstarter is in the comments right now. Again, the, there will be another link in the show notes for when this gets published as a podcast. Uh, yeah, so it's been a lot of fun having you on the show and talking about hopefully the future of Commander. Absolutely. Uh, Tom, thank you so much for your time and, and for the opportunity. I greatly appreciate it. No problem. And uh, we'll talk to everybody again in the next episode of the podcast. Hopefully once uh, Kickstarter goes live, we'll do some uh, updates on you know where things are at and uh, hopefully let's see some uh, some progress. Absolutely. And, and as uh, stretch goals go, we'll see you in terms of getting access to, to the betas. Um, so you guys can check them out. Let us know what you think. That's it for today's episode. Check out the full walkthrough video of the Commander Nexus by going to manaversaga.com forward slash MVP 136 and become a backer to the Kickstarter project by going to manaversaga.com forward slash Nexus. It's been a pleasure being your host today, and I'll talk to you again in the next episode of the Manaverse Podcast.